Boy, I'm hungry. I hope somebody saved me a slice of pizza. Nope. Rashi, is there is there any pizza left? Nope. I ordered like six pizzas. What? I know what you ordered, but nothing's left. I ate it all up. You ate it all up? What am I supposed to eat? Actually, I didn't so much eat it as I just kind of stuffed it down the garbage disposal. What? Yeah, yeah, you know. Nobody got any? Nobody needed any but me. Hi, this is the hungry Paulini. <laughs> and this is the I had a piece, Misty Lee. <laughs> oh, you must have you must have snagged a piece before I went down the disposal. I, is that where he put it? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna I, stuff that thing up. That pisses me off. Well, he put some of it down there. I know he ate he ate at least three pizzas. He threw about four pizzas at Superica, and uh, I think Hobart devoured the rest. He's outside. I thought you only ordered six pizzas. That's bad math. What? How many pizzas did Rashi actually eat himself? No, he threw slices. <laughs> oh, 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 slices oh, oh. at Superica. I'm sorry, oh, oh, pieces. Oh. Yeah. So I should have said slices. That's well, no, I, you probably were saying pieces, and I heard pizzas. Oh so. no, 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 no! He uh, uh, Hobart was out in the back, and he was devouring like leftover pizza boxes, and possibly the pizza delivery guy. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, oh good. You know what? That kid is really greedy for tips, anyways. Yeah, well, he, he got a little more Save than he bargained for on this, this week, yeah. anyway. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> here's your tip: never pet a nasty dog. Yeah, you know what? We feed all these carnivores on on kangaroo, and Hobart's the only one who likes it. Mm-hmm. I think he's the only one who's genetically predisposed to like it. Right, right, right. Because that's uh, that's the, the the preferred food of Tasmanian tigers, the world over. Of right. Which I think there's maybe one. And uh, when they're not eating pizza, boys, they eat kangaroo. Mm -hmm. So lucky we found a place that that um, sells kangaroo. I was getting tired of going over to the zoo, sneaking in late at night. Well, you're good at finding weird stores on the internet. Remember that place that sold pee? Yeah, a bunch yeah. of pee from those. Yeah, leg up enterprises. Did we ever talk about them on here? No. Nasty. You bought pee. He, we bought I pee. didn't. Don't you look at oh, me. Okay. Well, well usually pee. you can furnish pee free, you know, uh, you know, if you choose to. But uh, this is there's a company called Leg Up Enterprises, and and I got um, pee from them because they sell predator pee. You know, it's basically. Oh, it's not like try to pass your drug test pee. No, no, no. Okay. They probably have that as well. I mean, you could bring it in, and then <laughs> they and then your boss Better. would go into a meeting with HR, and HR would tell your your supervisor. Well, it appears your employee is a large uh, feline carnivore. Um, I don't think that they test for that stuff. What? <laughs> I wonder. Will, they, like, will well, they at least go, well, you're pregnant? Yeah. Right, right? I just wonder how that would work. Like if you bought carn like if you bought pee from a different species uh -huh. and turned it in on your drug test, would they detect it, get error messages? Like I don't know about enough about drug testing. If you guys do, write in, because I want to yeah, know. I want to know how it works, and I want to know what they would find. Well, the guy at HR would say, well, the good news... Well, they well, know it wasn't even human pee to start with, let alone the gender. Like, yeah. what do they test for? Do they test for a Caucasian female, for example? Or, you know, and would it come back, you know... I think they test for sleepy human. cat. I don't know. Well, the bad news is you've been employing a, 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 a panther for the last three years, mm -hmm. or cougar or mountain lion, if you prefer. The good news is he's not on dope. <laughs> That's good. Right. Nothing worse than a dope-ridden cougar or mountain cat. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you, stay out of the bars in southern Los Angeles. <coughs> Whoa! Hey, now. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, that's how I, I... At first, I wondered how they got how they got cougar pee. I mean, did you do you buy the mountain lion a six-pack of beer and then follow it around with a bucket <laughs> waiting for it a to go? A proper cougar will buy you a six-pack of oh, beer. Oh, so that, they will. With that commercial cougar talk or yeah. whatever it is, she goes... Let me buy you a drink. Yeah, and she blows like the airhead out of yeah, the saddle. Yeah, she pushes saddle. her out of the seat. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, apparently, like it, with this company, if you have predator problems, if you have raccoons, then you buy bobcat pee, and that'll drive the bobcat that, that'll drive the raccoon away because he'll smell that and figure bobcat's here. I don't want to get eaten. I'll, he'll run right. away. But it'll attract the bobcats, right? Right. Well, you know, then you get the coyote yeah. pee, and then they they go, oh, oh, coyotes are here. I better vamoose. And then they get rid of the coyote. It's, it's it, turning into a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's like right. the old Bugs Bunny cartoon where Daffy, well, Daffy, you know, Daffy, yeah. yeah, Daffy Duck brings in, and that's an old joke too. It's like an old, like an old, you know, Shaggy Dog story. You have a mouse in the room. You bring in a cat. You get rid of the cat to, but to get rid it's of the cat, you bring in a dog. Also, a song called "I Know an Old Lady Who Swallowed a Fly." Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that just escalates and stuff like that. So apparently, if you want coug uh, coyotes out of your yard, spray it, and so that it's like a cougar is there. Why don't you just get your own pee, hold on to a gun while you're peeing, and it's like, oh, God, a human with a shotgun lives here. Uh, maybe I better not go there. Maybe it's not set up for that sort of thing. No. I think I've broken down the logic of it. Yeah. Okay. Can you skip animals? Like, can you go directly to a bear? Therefore, you don't even have that to would worry just eat about everybody? the other animals. Well, I, I don't know that they're particularly wary about bears because bears are kind of, they, they, they can't really catch bobcats and coyotes and... I think they'd be wary of it. I don't know. That's a good question. Then again, you know, what if you've got gorilla? Would they even have any way of processing that? There's our first caller. That could be Coco right now calling in. Let's find out. Let's see. If she answers in sign and says, you know, uh, signs for I've uh, I've scared away coyotes with my pee. And they hung up. And they hung up. <laughs> Told you. Oh, uh. Yeah, the, Coco. The, oh. The Does what? a deaf gorilla make noise? I'd like to know. Yeah, well, I don't think it's deaf. He just learned how to speak with sign language. Oh, I thought she was deaf. Uh, no, no, no. no. She just does. Okay. Gorillas don't have the mouth equipment right. to speak. They don't have it. Did you just eat my pizza? No, uh -oh. you can have it. That's okay. I like the crust. You, you I just have a bite of it. Have the rest of it. It's fine. I always get Rashi threw it all away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was sitting here hoarding it. I didn't notice I never offered. He had a straight up defense. No, take it away now. I don't want I don't know. We just want a bite. Oh, he just ate half of it. Now he's going to leave it half eaten. <laughs> See, this is why we can't have nice things. That's right. So you cut out the middleman for us? Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I'll give it to a little chompy than dad. Oh, chompy? Yeah, garbage disposal. Oh, okay. I put all kinds of things down there. Bricks, trumpets, everything. I put pepper on mine. See? And you put hot pepper on yours? See? See, it's muy bueno. You, you have a piece of pizza sitting right there. Well, Superica's eating it. Why are you eating mine? Because Superica was eating the hot, spicy one. No, can we have a moment for yes, what the know. hell was that? <laughs> All right, here's the thing. I always order thin crust. Superica has a piece of thin crust. I was eating that. You have thick crust, and I and I had never had it before. I don't want to. But instead of like. asking, you just straight up grabbed it and started mowing down to where I had to identify whose pizza it actually was. It was half hanging out of your mouth. Well, you know. Okay, I'm sorry about that. And I gave it to you because I felt sorry for you, and now I see you do have a piece after all. Well, I don't deserve any pity pizza you don't at all. Deserve any pizza whatsoever? I should take it all away and your Mountain Dew. You know, Mountain Dew kind of looks like it came from Leg Up Enterprises. All right. It has a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a, um, I don't know. Well, we hope you enjoyed the yeah. podcast this week. Yes. And, uh, Thanks for what coming, folks. Happening? Drive safely. Um, I like I, Mountain Dew. I hope Dew. you have a hard time getting that, and what? I hope you knock your drink over like Ezra just did. I won't knock it over. I, are you done with this, Suprika? No, no. I, it doesn't matter if you're done with it, he's going to eat it anyhow. That's my pizza. Well, can I have a bite of it? No, he, he right. promised. See? You get nothing. Baby gets nothing. <laughs> okay, well. Fifi McGee. That's see, what you are. He's eating my pepper pizza, Mama. I see what he's doing there. You know what, Superica? Feel free to hit him about the face and neck with a yeah, brick. Like Ow! Superica! Oh, mm -hmm. Good. That's for you. That is for you. Jesus. That was also up. for me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
So pee pee on the internet. You're good at finding weird stores, I said. And there was another thing that we were talking about that led into that whole tangent. Do either of you or anyone, Paul, do you remember what the hell we were talking about and why we started talking about pee pee? It was weird stores on yeah, the internet. Yeah, weird that stores. We were about. Oh, kangaroo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Find kangaroo? Oh, yeah, trying yes. to get the thylacine something to eat. You know? Yeah. So he'll only eat kangaroo and small children. He's managed to screw them down outside. Right, well, and occasional pizza guys. <coughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. I hope you choke on it. <laughs> I'm doing a pretty good job on it. Yeah. Well, what's the news? Um, there is a cobra on the loose in Southern California. Oh, I heard they that. They caught him. They caught him? They caught him. Yeah. I have no news. Just one snake? Yeah. Made the news? What? Yeah. In California? It was, it was a Wednesday. It's loose in California. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I see. Mm -hmm. If it was down south, it would be the work of Florida Man. Oh, Florida yep. Man. Best tweet account mm -hmm. in yeah. all of Twitter. Period. Oh my goodness, there's a woman from Florida who committed a crime, and if I can remember her name right, it was something like Cherry Waffles uh, McGee or something. I don't yes. know what the Of course it was. was. But it was her first two names were Cherry Waffles. I mm -hmm. remember that much. Cherry Waffles? Yep, Cherry Waffles. I approve. Also, that sounds delicious. Doesn't it? It yeah. sounds, not only is it a great name, but it's also a good idea. Yeah. You know, honey, I like cherries. I like waffles. Cherry Waffles. <laughs> Let's mix them up. <laughs> Love it. I'll be right back. You can get that in Michigan because they're big on the cherries up in Michigan, and they have the original waffle um, or pancake house, and you can get it up there. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to a waffle house, that bastion of um, southern cookery or something? I, I haven't in a long time. You can't find them out here. I thought there was one up near Lake Tahoe, and I thought I'd been to it, like mm -hmm. up in Placerville, and it was like the waffle stop or something like that. It was like a ripoff of... It was like a one-off of the Waffle House. Non-official Waffle, waffle House. But there are none in California or Nevada, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, we got like lots of little, you know, breakfast <clears throat> eateries, little, you know, mm -hmm. you know, like the way station up in Valencia and stuff. And yeah. Dupar's and whatever. Dupar's is good. That used to be a bigger chain. I guess yeah. there are only like two or three of those now. Oh, I love that place. Yeah. Every year, um, there's one across the street from the, white, the Writer's Guild over at the Farmer's Market. Oh, yeah. And every year after the, um, they have a ceremony, usually in the fall, it's coming up actually, we'll probably be talking about this, um, uh, uh, various Writers Guild members, um, they select a Lifetime Achievement Award in animation writing, and everybody who's won it in previous years gets on the phone and we, and we talk about who should win it the upcoming year. And then there's a ceremony that's usually just before Thanksgiving, like early November, and it's always very nice, but afterwards, we always go to Dupar's, and a bunch of us, like 20 of us, all get a table, and we hang out there and what? talk about, you know, the winner of the writer's oh, yeah. award. Oh, so yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, the, the animation writer that's yeah, coming Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Simon got it last year. I know, and he should have. He should have got it a long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah, he should have, yeah. He's a very talented guy. Mm -hmm. Paul Dini got it one year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a slip up. I managed to get that it. That was once. not a <laughs> slip up at all. Rashi stuffed the ballot boat. No, mm -hmm. I didn't. I just stuffed it down the garbage disposal. <laughs> That's where I put most things. That's 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 like his hidey hole down the garbage disposal. Yeah. Well. Somebody better call Ruben and tell him it's broken. Yeah. Oh. I haven't tried it since the last pizza, but I don't think it's feeling very good. You get extra toppings just so you can hear it go round and round in there. Yeah, man. You get anchovies and gravel. And M and M's. And M and M's, yeah. Because yeah. it makes a nice crunch sound down yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Mm. 
So uh, Mel Brooks apparently uh, did his hands at the Chinese theater yeah. in the cement. Mm -hmm. Wore a fake sixth finger. Thank you, Mel. Isn't that awesome? Good for him. Yeah. People mm -hmm. every year go, come up go, he had six fingers? I never knew. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've been looking at a lot of those when you see it online, you oh. know, those when you see it me yeah. memes. And there was one with a really pretty girl, and she was laying on her stomach. She had her feet up behind her. And it was like, when you see it, and she had six toes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And it was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's pretty interesting. I love those things. You know, a lot of times, mm. though, there's like some creepy eye in the background. It's like, yeah. no, I, no. I can't look at those because that, that was the one. It. No. That was the one I saw, which was um, this guy had returned home and took a picture of his girlfriend. Did you see that one? No, but it's going to scare me. It's, I'm not going to tell you what it is. But anybody out there who's seen it knows what it is. Captain Howdy in the background. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> Hate. You know who Captain Howdy is? Yes. Okay. Um, there's one that I was looking at the other night. I couldn't figure it out. And I said, when you see it, you'll laugh. And it's these two girls standing together with their arm around each other. And it's one that I see all the time, you know. So, and I look at it, and I can't... I'm usually pretty good at visual puzzles. And I can't figure it out. And well, there's a lot of them with two girls, so we can't help you sort it out. But if you bring it up, we'll take a look at it. Well... I'll it, put it up online. We should put a couple of these up for the listeners and see if they can figure them out. I, I, I looked at the talkbacks, and one guy speculated that one of the girls had no arm. You know, like her her sleeve was dangling at an angle, but it looked like she might not have had an arm there. But no, other than that, it's just like two one. girls like standing arm in arm. You know, not nothing. No, yeah. I like it when it looks like artificial wieners in there, or I'd, actually, that's not my favorite. My favorite is the one that is creepy eye in the background, but I won't look at them. They scare me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's um, no copy there. I, it's, and she's licking the girl in the face. I didn't notice that before. No, an no copy? Oh, whatever, yeah. yeah something yeah. something uh, bizarre. Right? That's weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so there's a there's a cobra that used to be loose in Southern California. They caught him. Yeah, you mentioned that. And um, <laughs> I also mentioned the cobra. And what else happened? Um, You're working on a graphic novel you can't talk about. No, but uh, I pass in page. I try and get in pages every every week or two. And uh, you're you're on like page eighty. Yeah. Out of how many pages are a typical graphic novel? Oh, this one's going to be about one hundred and twenty-five or so. So you're halfway there. Yeah. More than halfway yeah. there. Yeah, and you're getting nice notes. Um, I did a bunch of video games. Can't tell you about. Yep. I got another big project coming up, can't tell you about. Uh -huh. Very excited about. Mm -hmm. With some stunt casting, very excited about, can't mm -hmm. tell you anything. Um, what we, else? We went to see the filming of Kevin Smith's new movie last week. Can we talk about that? Oh, we did that? that. Yeah, Yoga Hosers. Mm -hmm. That's looking good. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. It's looking real good. Nice. Actually, we're going to go over there and. Comedy? Uh huh, definitely. <laughs> I'd hope uh -huh. so with a name like Yoga Hosers. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, we're going to see Tusk, too. They, they said that we if we go over there, they'll show us Tusk. They were going to show it that night, but we funked out. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, Kevin's making a trilogy of like Canada movies. The first is Tusk, and the second one is Yoga Hosers. And, and uh, I, I presume there'll be a third one at some point. But, yeah. it's, um, but this one stars Harley Quinn Smith and uh, Lily Rose Depp, who, are, who are actually have. Parts in um, Tusk, oh. and then this movie is sort of a spinoff of Tusk in 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 the fact that it features characters from Tusk. I think Tusk is a a darker movie. They just showed it at the Toronto International Film Festival. It got a rave review, and got a standing ovation. And wow, they he said, always gets a standing ovation. No, but they said this is like Kevin's best, you know, and terrific wow. reviews. And they're just saying it's it's cool, <laughs> it's creepy, it's thoughtful, it's weird, it's funny, and um, and. Uh, so this in Yoga Hosers, it continues the adventures of, of some of the characters. It includes uh, 
uh, two girls both named uh, Colette, I think. Colette or Colleen. I don't know. And um, and also the mysterious Guy Lapont, who is a uh, who is a detective that they run into, who figures into Tusk, and then also um, Yoga Hoser. Well, don't tell everybody everything. I don't even know all that stuff. Yet. Well, I just know what I picked up online and what nosy. Kevin has said him said. Yeah, said well, himself. You're nosy. Well, so. okay. well, I'm excited to see it all, yep. though, and we'll, we'll give you a review when we come back. I'm sure it will be favorable because we love him. Uh-huh. You know, so I don't think you're going to get anything unbiased out of either one of us. Mm-hmm. But uh, from what I understand, the unbiased reviewers are saying nice things as well, as you yeah, said. Yeah, so that's yeah. really good. Very good. Yeah. Um, I've been, I have once again made it through another week thwarting my violent tendencies. I, I'm still alive. Really that's, that's something. You know, he looked at me one morning. We woke up. I was just scrolling through like back things on my Facebook because I was like getting rid of a bunch mm-hmm. of unicorns that were all over my wall. Yeah. Right. And uh, well, you know, you gotta clean them up. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw something where you would you woke up in the morning and you said, you know, it's been I, I don't know if it was our anniversary or what, but you mm-hmm. were like, you know, for almost ten years, I've woken up every morning and looked at that face, and I am so grateful. And you had taken a pause. And you said that you didn't kill me in my sleep. <laughs> and I thought, that's kind of funny. Yeah. And sad. <laughs> that you just go to bed every night going, well, this may be the last one. Well, you do hear me crying and praying over there, whispering my prayers. Oh, and... you better. I'll get you in your sleep. Oh, yeah. Well, it, they've worked so far. Uh-huh. They have. Please, God, please. <laughs> Not tonight. So, I so. have so much left to do. That's right. That's what he says every night. Yeah, you got to finish your graphic novel. Finish that, then I'll take you. Mm-hmm. Okay, God. Oh, baby Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of praying. Yeah. Somber note. Mom's memorial this weekend. Yep. My mom passed away. I don't know if we... They know, yes. We I don't know if we, we Yes, that. we have told them. No, we didn't. Did we? I don't know if we necessarily No, we did. didn't. We Not didn't? No, we didn't. podcast, no. Oh, my we mom had, passed away. Yeah, we had an unexplained hiatus, so... Yes, so yeah. that's, that's where that's we where were. Been. Yep. So, up in Carmel, uh, with my family and... Helping settle her estate and everything, and it was um, it was an interesting year. It was she passed away a year to the day that she had a stroke, and I do believe we talked about that mm-hmm. last August. We'd gone up for my birthday, and then a week later, on August fourteenth, she was at the gym working out, and she just had a sudden. She just slumped. Down. She just slumped down. You know, it's like like someone had cut her strings, and she slumped down. And uh, they quickly realized she had a stroke. They took her to the Monterey Peninsula Hospital. By airlift? Well, for, first wow. to Chomp, uh, a county hospital of Monterey. And then they realized it was very severe, so they airlifted her to Stanford, to um, the hospital at Stanford in mm-hmm. Palo Alto. And, uh, and then they had, she had a great team. And it was really touch and go because she has bad heart. And so they had to keep pumping blood to her brain to keep her brain functioning. At the same time, that put a strain on her heart. But... God bless the doctors up there. They uh, pulled yeah, they that through. for a whole year. And she was up to at, at least, at least 85, probably 90% capacity. Yeah. The only thing was every once in a while she would look, look, look for a word. Yeah. That was it. Like right. after having a stroke that they didn't think you were going to come out of with consciousness yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then end up at 90% capacity and only have to grasp at a word. Holy crap. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. woman was tough as nails. It would be like she would say, she would say, uh, I, I spent the entire, you know, just almost, you know, at least two weekends out of every month last year up uh, seeing her in, in Carmel. And uh, and um, I guess in this earlier in the year, like she would say things to me like, Paul, I want to thank you so much for the, oh, I can't, 
you know what it is. The the thing, and I would I would think back to like, okay, what have I given her recently? And we'd gotten her that watering can in the shape of the duck yes. for Christmas, and it was delivered late. And I said, the watering can, the duck, and she goes, the duck, yes. Oh, why can't I remember the duck? And uh, it, it was like, if it once in the middle of a conversation, the conversation would go and, and flow very evenly, but occasionally she would have to. If she was initiating a conversation and she might have trouble remembering a word. Yeah, or she two. like had to kickstart. But I remember but being. But if you gave her a running start, she was off and going. But man, I remember last uh, August when I was in uh, when I first got word, I was at a Hulk recording, and uh, and I, I and um, we were recording a new episode of the Hulk, and uh, I got the call from my brother. It's like mom's had a stroke. It's like oh, oh goddamn, oh crap, okay. And I just yeah. said to my my co producer I got to go. Mm-hmm. Family emergency. Sorry, I gotta go. I'll, I'll explain later. Yeah, they were very big, good big family that. deal. I have to, and they were, and Harry was like, "Oh, okay, goodbye, so, bye." Mm-hmm. And uh, so off I came, and 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 I thought we, you know, you fear you would lose them, and I and I was I shot right away to the first. I came home, grabbed a bag, got a plane. My sister Jane called, and, and she I was, was in, in town. With Andy Nyman working on the seance. You were, you were. I remember that. That's right, because you called me. And it was right around the time that I had done the thing for Richard Sherman and the phone kept ringing and ringing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did a seance once for a bunch of real, I think, I don't know if I told you guys, it was like a bunch of real high-level VIPs. And I'd got a brand new iPhone that day. And I hadn't changed any of the settings. Oh, you, you did know, tell yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So he called and right in the middle of the seance and then he hung up and called back because I didn't answer and it was like, ugh. But anyway, this had happened, and he was really nervous about calling me because he knew I was in a seance session. And he was like, oh God, I hope I didn't screw up your show, but I really need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And so he, he said, I'm leaving, and I want to let you know. And I said, I'll be done here in an hour. And I came back and uh-huh. watched the dogs, and he left. Right. So anyway. Yeah, and my sister happened to be in town with her husband visiting um, uh, my brother-in-law's mother. You know, got the new... Are they okay? Yeah, they're good. Okay. I'm just them. Um, and it was... Uh, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm flying up to see mom. And I go, you got a flight? And she goes, yeah, I got the, this, the next flight to San Jose. And it's like, so did I. And then it was sort of like, dun, 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 dun. dun. We j- shot right to the airport and met her and then rented a car and then did it together. It's like the Blues Brothers. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, we're, you guys, we're, we're, that was crazy. The 100 miles from Chicago. We got half a pack of cigarettes. We're wearing sunglasses and it's night. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So cool. people on, siblings on a mission. Yeah. Although we weren't that cool. We were just sort of crying, going, oh, mom's okay. Yeah, I hope she's okay. And then we, and then, but you know, it was, this, this year was a sort of odd sort of gift because we did have a lot of chances to see her and talk and you saw her at Christmas and got to photograph her and take films of, you know, the movies of her with the babies. Yeah. Yeah. And I got pictures of her holding her grandchildren for the first time. My brother's, uh, my brother's twins. Yep. Uh, Louisa and Anne. Meeting yeah. them for the very first time. We were just watching them last night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, you we were going to go, Thanksgiving, we were going to go to Detroit, and we were like hours away from getting on the plane, and then mom had a relapse, and it's like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And you said, I'll go to Detroit and see the family. You stay with the, the dogs and see mom and get somebody to watch the dogs. And so yep. um, the day after Thanksgiving, actually, because she was... You know, they were taking her to the hospital on Thanksgiving. I went up to see her, and uh, and then that was that was the real bad day when she says, "Well, they found a spot on my lung." And at that point, it's just like, well, I mean, God must want this woman so bad. He did it's like because I mean, look at what the she bad got. heart, the stroke, and once you're spot on the lung, it's like oh. it's the trifecta. Yeah. 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 So, but 
like I said, it was we had a year to say goodbye and to remember good things. And I was talking to the um, the priest who was doing the the ceremony. Is she a priest or a reverend or what? She can't be a priest. She's not Catholic. Isn't priest the only thing Catholic? It's pastor, right? The officiant, right? Right, officiant. Yes, but what what religion is she? Well, she did the uh, baptism. Yes, I, I, I know all that. Answer my question. I think Episcopalian, so I, she's probably a pastor. pastor. Probably pastor. She's pastor. Yeah. Yeah. She's Protestant. She's pastor. Yeah. Not yeah. priest. No. <laughs> but it's at St. Mary's. It does not exist. There's no such thing. Father, as a female I mean, priest, mother. Except I, maybe <laughs> in World of Warcraft. Uh, right, right. Like... Oh, she's a cleric. <laughs> she's a cleric. She, she has a hood and a magic staff. And the... I, I want to be a cleric. Yeah. I want a hood and a magic staff. I thought cleric was like clerk, you know, you get to, you know, uh, uh, no, but cleric is clergy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm clergy. I yeah, you clergy. are. I have a clergy ID badge. Well, I'm an officiant. You guys know that. Yeah. I'm a reverend. You would know that if anybody would. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Married the happy couple. Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> but actually, I was thinking, I well. stood up there and didn't throw up, and that was an accomplishment. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was the worst. I had again. Mm. I had it again a couple weeks ago. Um, from the same damn restaurant here in Stop Burbank. Going I'm there. pretty sure. Right? Never again. But it sucks because their food's pretty good. I mean, it's not good for you, but it tastes good. What, you and, got sick? Yeah, the last time we went to Patty's. Really? And then I went oh. to the Magic Castle and had a seance that night. And I was walking through the main hall and I hear, Misty Lee. And I turned around and said, Neil Gaiman. And I went running at Neil and he lifted me up dirty dancing style off the floor. And it was like so nice to get a hug from Neil. But I'm going, don't puke in his hair. Don't puke in his hair. Don't puke in his hair. I was waiting for you to say yeah. he did. No, wow. no. And he was shaking me up and down. Oh, no. And I'm wearing a corset. I'm like in a corset with my full Sans costume going, hey, hey Neil, how's it going? It was really wow. bad. It was really bad. But I didn't get sick and I sent him a note that was like thank you for your healing hug i had food poisoning and i'm really happy now so and, you I, yeah, and I didn't puke in your hair you didn't hurl and he was like meal. thank you for that Great. Yeah. so yeah so that i had posted a status update about seeing one of my favorite humans ever at the castle and that was it was uh, it's i don't i don't like to tag him in that stuff like i'll say it on here yeah but i don't like to tag him because then people go oh is he on on facebook and yeah, then they yeah. go get him you know what i mean like and then i feel bad He's got tons of fans anyway. He doesn't yeah. need my help. <laughs> but it was nice to see him. It was wonderful to get that kind of reception. You know, it was very yeah, warm. Yeah. And the bastard had just had a seance with Leo. Oh. And then I was coming in. He was the 8.30 show. And then I was the 10 o'clock show. And I was like, for real, asshole? Really? You're not going to come see my show, but you're going to come see James Lipton? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met Leo? He's spectacular. Yeah, he's been. I don't think we've actually. Oh, you've met, met him, him here, like, probably at Fourth of July oh, or maybe, at a yeah. Halloween party or yeah, something. Yeah. I bet you've met him and didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, who he was. Mm -hmm. But he's really good. So we were talking about you, and I totally sidetracked the conversation about food poisoning, officiant. You just got off the phone with the officiant, who we think is a pastor. Yes. Well, and? it's at St. Mary's, and that, and I was thinking, well, that's a Catholic church, and I was like, no, we used to go to a Catholic church in Arinda, where I grew up. And it was a heavy Catholic upbringing. And then at some point, my folks shifted over to Episcopalian, even though my dad's Roman Catholic. And um, and so I guess we're Episcopalian if we if we follow those sorts of things. And well, you, you don't have to be a we. You wheel. can be your own thing. I was never. I never went to confirmation. Oh, well, then you're not a Catholic. No, because uh, I. Do you know I have a friend who chose his confirmation name because of Luke Skywalker? Really. His name is James Patrick Luke McCarthy. Because of Luke Skywalker, yes. Wow. Well, I did not go to confirmation because I was watching Batman reruns. See? Confirmation I did not. class was during the Batman reruns. Yeah. Well, after you have school. Priority. So I had to go home and Church watch of the Bat. Bat. Church That's of the what Bat. You are. 
Yeah, I, I've written about this. So, you know, my parents decide to go to Episcopalian school. It's like, do I have to... Do I have to go to confirmation? No, do I have to get a confirmation of bar mitzvah or something like that? No, just show up, you know, put but a little change I'm in the plate. I'm Episcopalian. You yeah. Know, so it's like, you know, do we say, we have Santa Claus? We got Santa Claus? Great. I'm there. So. <laughs> Christmas, Santa Claus, Easter, I'm yeah. good with all that. And go back to being a two-timer. Go to church twice a year. I didn't if go that. to confirmation either. No, you didn't? Uh-uh. Were, were you... I'm not Catholic. No, you're not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> that was news to me. Arlene Sorkin thought you were Jewish. That's why we she kept did. getting invited to. Yeah, she kept inviting us to see Passover. 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 Yeah, it was and, great. And all this stuff, and we're like, what, what, why are we here? People mistake me for Jewish all the time, but I think yeah. it's the name. I think it was my nose. Uh, well, Stankiewicz, <laughs> you know. Well, St- Stankiewicz. Stankiewicz. Is how you were saying it to her, and S T A N K O W I T Z, which is oh. a different spelling than mine, yeah. is a Jewish name. Uh-huh. And, you know, but we are Stankiewicz, which is probably a derivative, and I've probably got Jewish blood in there somewhere. My sister said, Oh, I know I do. do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's not, not, not a practicing Jew uh-uh. going to Passover with. Uh, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks and I'm gonna miss the <laughs> all these people. I love Passover at Arlington. If you're gonna go to one Passover, go with Albert <laughs> go Brooks. With Albert Highly Einstein. recommend. Four yeah. <laughs> a five star rating on Yelp. Totally gonna give That's Arlene Sorkin's awesome. Passover. If you could book a Passover, a, a Passover like if Passover was like a restaurant, the Sorkin Lloyd Passover oh, yeah. is the best. The jokes wow. are phenomenal, and Try the food the is good too. The brisket's great. The, the jokes are remarkable. better, and yeah, the right. brisket's pretty damn good. The brisket is the best. So, but all the all these. Comedians and performers and everything would go to her house for. Uh, yep. One of the best parties I ever went to was a Christmas party that was actually the week between Christmas and New Year's, uh, and this was I think it was the year we met. It was like that before that January. It was the January or it was the Christmas just before we met, and it was they decided to have a little party, you know, because everybody's doing everything right up to Christmas and everything was rushed. And then you have that week where nobody's working and everything. So Arlene and Chris had their party that night. And they got a, a professional um, rehearsal pianist to come in. And we just sat around the, the grand piano and sang Broadway songs. And you had such a good time. You've talked about that damn thing for years. It was a really good time. I must have been. I was there with... We've been together for 10 years now. And you've talked about that every holiday. That was a great party. I mean, there were there. I, you remember great. I, I mean, I remember great Christmas parties. I remember great Christmas parties when I was a kid, and there was a family that lived over in Oakland. They had a this big baronial house. They used to have huge Christmas parties and go over there and and everything. And, and people talk about my Christmas parties or our Christmas parties. You know, the, the, the Christmas parties. Well, I, I used to throw parties. a big we Christmas to, party. Yeah, you used to. Yeah, yeah. And then then it changed to Halloween when we got married. Now it's nothing. Well, not this year. No. We'll have to do a comeback yeah. next October. You we know, could come do back. it a week early, but that's just not how we do. It. <sighs> well, last year I was—I was. I was actually... we put all this shit up. People should come <laughs> over and look at it. Last right? year, Emily, who helped me put all this shit up. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took three people eight hours to well, decorate my house. So that was a haircut, though, right? And we did not what? <laughs> so that was a haircut, though, right? Uh, excuse me. That person was not included in the help list. It was Emily, Trish, and me. Paul Dini. Look at how red Ezra's face is. Yeah. I'm you know whose face pizza. should be red? Paul Dini's. Would you like to get up and walk away from the microphone? You are in striking range. <laughs> I'll stay and take my drubbing. <laughs> I'm not going to drub you. I'm going to pound you. Pound. I know, I know. It's... But he, he did. He got his. And Andy went and got us food. I was mm-hmm. like, you're late. 
you're in trouble. <laughs> go pick up the to-go. And he was like, yes, ma'am, I'm out. <laughs> he was like, is it going to stop you from yelling at me? I said, probably not. And he was like, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. I just remember getting a text Get your ass to Santoro. And, uh, <laughs> what did you say, Ezra? I just remember getting a text while I was at work saying, uh, Paul is late. He has to go get us food. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's in trouble, ha Yeah. Yep. And it was funny because I was telling both the girls, uh, one of you saw him out the window and they were like, oh, Paul's back. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> now? He left at 11.30 and he's been gone for four hours to get a haircut. He's back now, what's the rush? And the girls are like, uh, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll just, I, I, I can't yell at him in front of you guys, so. Just hand and, me a skillet. And he walks in the door and I'm like, where the hell have you been? And I'm like, well, I guess we are doing this now. <laughs> and both girls were like, uh, I guess we are. We're going to be in the kitchen. And they, were both, they just both went in the kitchen while I went. I actually wasn't that bad. I was just like, I'm mad. And you were like, but I, and I said, no, 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 no excuses. And you were like, all right. <laughs> and I said, make it up to me by going to get this. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so he went and got it. I ain't mad at nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was real mad at someone in particular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, every time I'm in trouble, I just lift that line from an old Donald Duck cartoon. Yeah, it doesn't work for you ever. I ain't mad at nobody. Not one <laughs> no. time has that ever worked for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. No. I, well, if I, it would work better if I could do it like Donald. No, it wouldn't. No, it probably wouldn't. No, it really wouldn't. No. So the house is all decorated. It is. And it looks gorgeous. It looks fun. Yeah. yeah I, I keep walking through here going, wow, there's a lot of stuff on a lot of surfaces. There really is. I still have to take that painting to the framers. You said you were going to do that the day you got your hair cut. I know, but I, did, I ran out of time and then I was too scared. You ran out of time. I was too scared to do it. I got a, a lovely... And then he came home with a beard that's half blonde. Okay, well. we didn't have to talk about the beard. Low <laughs> <laughs> blow. She went... Low blow. That's hitting way above the belt. She, the stylist... You're supposed went to a, hit above the belt. Yeah, but not in the face. Well, maybe in the face. <laughs> What? So, the, I don't well the, uh, the stylist screwed beard. up my you beard. Tell the story. She she used she used color it's on my beard now. and well yeah but it turned this part cream color. I like this because it's like white streaks and it looks a little badass. But she, you look like Mike Nesmith with that beard like Mike that. Nesmith. Yeah. He you know like contemporary images yeah. of Mike Nesmith who's a monkey. I'm going for Vandal Savage. All right. All right. DC <laughs> Comics. Yeah, but it's not blonde anymore. With a little de little George Lucas thrown in. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You look good. Thank you. I like it. Thank you very much. It's good. It's yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, and I like good. the white in your beard. I think it makes you look distinct. What should I wear to the uh, the, the thing this weekend? Um, I think you should have Eddie Medrano make you a dress out of balloons. Nice. To wear to my mother's service. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think you should pop them and reveal a piece of your skin and read her memorial off like your left breast and then very pop the right That's side. That's Lily von Stupp's area. Now we're getting into So yeah. like Lily will do the writing on my... Um, Perfect. My uh, royals of skin. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Then uh, and Eddie will do. Maybe you could do a big balloon animal. You know what? He should do my mom's face in balloons and like perfect. Pop. That is so classy. If any yeah. of my relatives really are listening classy. to this, they'll say, okay, "I'm never speaking to that." We'll be uninvited. What? Yeah, we'll be uninvited. No. no. Uh, it'll be me first, though. I always take the hit for that stuff first. But I'm the one who started it, so I deserve it this time. I I, I brought it up, and I'm the one who said to do her face in balloons and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, so. I, I I told the that just uh, happened. We didn't really need to relive it, but no. I, I told the uh, the uh, Jen, the officiate, that I had to, a reading. And I wanted to do. Oh yeah. So yeah. Well. Okay. Are you going to read Wild Strawberries by Shel Silverstein? <clears throat> Are wild strawberries really wild? No. 
Will they do it? So what do they do? Will they snap at adults? Will they? Or it's it's something. Will they do it? Something an adult? Will they snap at it? Will they growl at adults? Will they snap at a child? Not gonna read that one. No. Oh, how about flower show? If I had wheels instead of feet and flowers instead of eyes, then I could roll to the, the flower, flower show, show and, and maybe, maybe win, win a, prize. a prize. That's a good one too. No. No. I I I'm gonna read something, and it's something from a book, and it's something from a book that she encouraged me to read. Ulysses. Uh, no. And, <laughs> uh, I'll leave it as a surprise. So no uh, one's gonna be there but you and me. Well, Tell this won't air till Saturday, be. so uh, a Sunday. Tuesday. 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 No, no. Sunday. 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 We release Sunday. 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 Well, it'll probably be late because we're going to be up in San Francisco, so we're probably not going to get a chance. Well, we to haven't really that, said so. anything that needs to be edited out no. yet, so yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, get I'll, I'll I'll leave it as a surprise because I sort of want to see how the reaction is when I read it. When I I have a feeling there'll be some eye rolls and some like get the hook. I know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what I'm reading. I do, and it's a good choice. Yeah, it is a good Nobody's choice. Nobody's going to get the hook. No one's going to get the it's hook. A, it's, it's a very unique choice, and I love it. I think it's a very appropriate choice. Well, look at the stuff she read. She was always reading stuff I like know that. what yeah, she read. Yeah. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Why don't you just tell them? Okay. Uh, I'm going to read... Uh, when I was a kid, we had a, um, we had a big bookshelf in our living room. And mom... Well, first, let me prom promise. My mom would read us uh, chapter books every night and was something we really looked forward to. So we would get things like the travel, the voyages of Dr. Doolittle was a big one and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which was our big favorite. Did she read Dr. Lau to you? No, I, I, I didn't that discover that till later. But, okay. But books like that was Roald Dahl and it was A.A. Uh, a. Milne, Winnie the Pooh and mm -hmm. I think Wind in the Willows and, and stuff like that. All right. So and Paddington Bear. So she really fostered a uh, a love of reading in us. And I remember um, shortly after um, reading Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, um, I uh, was in, uh, I went over to where we kept our books at a big old bookcase and I found another uh, book by that author and I started reading it. And my mom came in and said, what are you reading? And I said, I'm reading this. You know, I really like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And this is by the same guy. And I <laughs> thought I'd read this. And it was <laughs> Honor Majesty's Secret Service by Ian Fleming. Yep. <laughs> a very violent James Bond novel. And I knew who James Bond was because my dad had taken, taken me to see um, Goldfinger. Mm -hmm. And mom kind of said, I don't think that's really appropriate for you right now. So maybe you want to read another book? And I said, all right. And I handed it to her. And she took it into the kitchen. And then for about five minutes, she thought, well, he was reading a book. And it's kind of a long book. And she kind of gave, she came in and goes, you know what? You can finish it if you want to. And I said, okay, great. Thank you. And I thought, oh, man, it's James Bond because I just mean Goldfinger. And, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was... Uh, you know, a lot of fun. And as a kid, I didn't understand, you know, six years old. I didn't understand a lot of it, but I knew it was fun and exciting and, and everything. So I'm sitting here reading this book. Um, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is really one of the better Bond novels, but for a six-year-old, it's like, what is Baccarat and <laughs> what is heraldry and her hereditary? You know, because the whole story is about Bond posing as an expert in, in, um, in, in family history because Blofeld is trying to get himself uh, uh, a title as a nobleman. And uh, and so I had to chew through a lot of stuff about gambling and family history before I could get to the part where they're actually <laughs> fighting. But, you know, I, I, I gave myself a week and I chewed through it. And 
she was very proud of me that I had actually sat down and, and read it and, and enjoyed it. So, nice. you know, that was, so that's cool. So everybody else, you know, at a time when, when most of my, um, my peers at school were reading Hop on Pop and uh, um, Pat the Bunny, I'm sitting there, you know, reading James Bond, shooting at Ernst Stavro Blofeld and stuff like that. So, Are you going to read a passage from... I thought I'd read a passage from that. I have a, a, awesome. a you know, a passage about Bond confronting two killers and, and you know, getting in a fight with them and stuff like that. Wow. So I thought I, that might shake things up a bit. Either that or other my relatives groan and go like, oh, he's doing it again. <laughs> Freaking show off. Anyway. But no, that'll, that, that, that should be... Good. On the other hand, if I can read anything, chances are, I, I was telling, I was telling the, um, the pastor tonight, I was probably, I'll probably be crying too hard to even get up there, you know, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, waterworks will, will start flowing and, uh, and everything. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I get emotional for, for, uh, at, at times I just, I think it happens to a lot of people that they flood up with emotion. Sometimes you can even be telling a joke and 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 oh, you start to tear up. I'm terrible when I go in and pitch a story because if the story is really emotional, I start crying in the middle of it. I'm sitting there in a room with a bunch of executives and it's like, what are you crying for? We haven't even, you know, told you what we're going to pay you. <laughs> if we pay you, you're really going to be crying when you hear that. It's like, no, I'm emotionally invested in the in, in the characters. It's like for a while, like 10 years ago, I was pitching a Jingle Bell movie, and it was everything the comic book is, and it was a lot of fun, and it had, um, it, w it was a it was a straight-up comedy, and it had a, but it had, you know, it, Christmas story and a father-daughter story, so I had emotion and warmth to it, yeah. and I could never get to the end where she and her dad kind of make up, and it's a very Christmassy story, and I was trying to go for the heart in like a way like Elf or It's a Wonderful Life or something mm -hmm. like that, and uh, everybody dug the story. I don't know how they... Felt about me weeping through the end of it and everything. Um, that should be maybe that's this year's Jingle Bell story. It opens with uh, this nice heartfelt moment, and then the story pauses, and they look up off the page, and I'm sitting there writing it and crying, and it's like just <laughs> freaking cries. You know, why does he have to do that? You should hear me over on Kevin Smith's podcast. I bo I, we both start weeping over there. <laughs> When I've done Fat Man on Batman, yeah, you know, we start talking about emotional stuff. I start crying, he starts crying, <laughs> fans start laughing. They kind of like it though, <laughs> they, or you know, they. But it's a, I don't know. I, I guess it's just a. I, I like to think well, being part Italian, it's just like Italians are very big and over the top and emotional and, you know, very easy to let their uh, feelings go, whether we're. Uh, being emotional and, or, and laughing or weeping or screaming at somebody, usually right. screaming at somebody. I get where you're coming from. I'm the emotional one in our relationship, and you know, during the wedding, I was the one tearing up and crying, and she's like saying, "I'm just trying to keep from laughing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies will do that to me, you know, oh, like yeah. like some movies, you know, when the spectacle is really big, or the emotions are really tight, or there's like a moment at the end. If I'm totally captivated by the movie. You know, I'll be I'll be crying through the end of a movie, and even sometimes it'll I'll think about the movie later, and I'll go, "That really was hokey and manipulative." And it's mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, but it worked." Yeah, it worked. You got you got the emotional reaction out of you, and you enjoyed the movie. Yeah, father son things. Yeah, I'll be tearing up at the drop of a hat. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah. Any 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 sort of family stuff, uh, lover stuff, like you know, lost loves that that works really well. Even in cartoons, you know, like I find myself like when I saw the Disney cartoons in a theater, there was something so magical about the old ones made during the '40s and '50s, where, and I think it was a very specific quality of movie making that only Walt Disney and his people knew how to do. Yeah. And we should have Floyd Norman on the show again to uh, talk about this. And maybe we did talk about it when he when he was here, but um, he was Disney was such a genius with music, and I think a lot of that came from the fact that he had his own musicians working for him on staff, and he had his own composers and conductors and arrangers. But when you when you like the opening of Pinocchio, for instance, there's this great swell of music, and it feels really magical. Snow White is the same way. Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, it's it's almost like you're going to hear an event from the minute the castle logo shows up or the old RKO or the Buena Vista logo shows up. There's always like a little fanfare or a little sting of music or a rush of music. And it transports you to another place or transports me at any rate. You know, I'm sure there's some parent there trying to get his kid to shut up. And it's like, oh, God damn it. Watch the damn cartoon, will you? But for me, you know, sitting there, I guess it goes back to sitting in the dark. It was the first movie I ever saw was a Disney movie, so it was probably like, lights are going down, what's happening, and the music starts, and, and you're just sort of taking it to another world. And yeah. one of the things that Disney really appreciated was uh, silence in movies. He knew when to drop the music out of it, and that's something that I have a lot of trouble explaining to people in TV. Um, at, 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 or I've had a lot of trouble. Like some of the more the the more successful things I've been lucky to work on, like Batman and some of the Warner Brothers stuff and some of the other stuff, they have appreciation for the music. But every time I work on a show where the music is just wall to wall, it's just it doesn't it doesn't do anything. It just yeah. sort of it sort of hurries you along, I guess, emotionally, or it's just it's just sort of there to keep you from being bored. But um, there's a great value in draw in in letting silent moments. Oh yeah. I give the audience more credit than I think a lot of people do. I, you, you hear all sorts of theories, and maybe not everybody is, and not everybody is wrong, and and, and you're never right a hundred percent of the time. But I, I always am of the belief that a audience, especially a young audience, can take more than something that is just strictly calculated to engage their attention for yeah. twenty two minutes. I think that you know a kid will watch more than he's. Than, than, than you think. Then again, you know, uh, it, it must be it must be different for kids now because you have so much stuff competing for them for their attention, and uh, maybe there is like a significant gap where the kids just aren't programmed to sit still that long, or they've got to have something going in their hands. I, you know, when That's I a shame. what? That's a shame. It is, but you know, sometimes I'll find myself like I'll, I'll go out for a fast lunch or something. If I don't have my cell phone with me, I'm just there's nothing in my hand. What am I looking at? You know, it's, and you really do kind of rely on it for. Um, hey, even when I go to the bathroom, I'm like, I need something. I need, you know, if I don't have a book with me, I need my cell phone. I need. To, yeah. <laughs> I can't be left alone with my thoughts. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you, you it has to. Uh, you know, you have to be connected and everything like that. And uh, it makes me think of like what would happen if if all that technology vanished. I think that people would have a really bad time for about a month, <laughs> and then somehow they'd learn to. Adapt and go go on. Hey, there's a swing set outside. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's an outside. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, it, it is interesting to see how quickly you come acclimated for something. I hope civilization doesn't fall for one simple reason, and that is I don't think I could survive without air conditioning. Yeah. Air conditioning is just, especially in the last few years, when I was growing up, we didn't have air conditioning in our house. We lived in Northern California, so we didn't really need it. The house yeah. would just get hot on hot days, and then you'd go outside, and yeah. or you'd open a window. And there's always nice breezes and stuff. Up yeah, too. yeah, and we um, we were lucky. We had a pool, so if you know, as you're hot, go in the pool. And um, and uh, we so we were kind of lucky that way. But um, and, and living in Northern California, you didn't really have to worry about humidity all that much. So, but uh, it wasn't until I I think got my first apartment that I ever had air conditioning. And and, and now air conditioning is just something that you just you, you find yourself needing more and more. When I when I moved into this house there was no air conditioning. And uh, mm. uh for about two two or three years. Then we got a dog and then it's uh and we've heard Boston Terriers are susceptible to overheating and to uh freezing temperatures. So actually just a little bit before we got the dog. We sort of got it in the event that we would get a dog or or that we wanted the place a little more livable. But I remember we had one unit there in the corner and we had another unit in the kitchen. So you had the central air put in. We had the central air put in, yeah. Wow. So even though That's the house the house's value when I bought it was way inflated, and then it dropped off, mm -hmm. we've added central air and heat and a few other bells and whistles that probably have boosted it back a little bit, too. Best $10,000 I ever spent in my life. When did you spend $10,000? On air conditioning. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> oh, I just figured we could use some more Halloween decorations, so you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, Rashi was bored. He needed more pizza to shove I down. I just took the money in the disposal. Oh, great. So you didn't even buy $10,000 worth of pizza. You just no, grounded it No, I just it got up. it out of the bank and shoved it in the disposal. Oh. So you didn't get that life-size cauldron we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> mm. I get nothing. Baby gets nothing. Baby gets everything. Does she? <laughs> Baby gets nothing. <laughs> Some things. Yeah. Uh, you have a piece of chicken. No, I think I'm going to have some night pudding. Are you making night pudding? I can't. We're out of, we're out of milk. How do we get out of milk? The night pudding. Oh, night, night pudding. pudding. We never run Stop out of her. milk. We no, never. Well, we did. And t now that you've started making the, now that you're on the night pudding. Yeah. Working on the night pudding. You have no night pudding left over from the last night pudding making session. No, n night pudding. Night um, pudding. It was uh, a few a few nights ago. Misty said, "I want I want pudding," and I said, "It's like midnight. You can't have pudding now." It's like, "I want I want pudding." So it's like night pudding. Did you tell them when I came home from the Magic Castle at three in the morning? Oh, that's right. Okay, and I was, it was long starving. After it wasn't midnight. It was three. No, it was three in the morning. In the morning, and I was like, "I want some pudding," and he was still awake, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. you're awake." <laughs> I was going to say, midnight, that's still somewhat acceptable to make pudding. Three in the morning, I could see where... It's like, breakfast really at that pudding? point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It <laughs> is breakfast at that point. Mm -hmm. At that point, you want to go to the all-night coffee shop and sit down with the freaks and weirdos and the heroin addicts. <laughs> well, I was they sitting there. The I sugar it. addicts. I washed me, all my sandwiches. Give me more off. Yeah. yeah. I washed all my... It's like Republic of Pie. Ah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I washed all my sands makeup off, and I got in the bed, and I was like, I'm so tired. I want some pudding. And he was like, what? And I said, I want you to make it. <laughs> I'm not making a knife. Yeah. I was like, wow. 
and he was like, oh, all right. And he gets up and I was like, I was kidding. So I go running into the kitchen and I made some night pudding and I was like, and I want, and it better be vanilla. And he was like, we don't have any vanilla. And I was like, you have failed me. It was very amusing. We were laughing really hard. Yeah, and then we we uh, cribbed that bit from Tina Fey where she's sitting around in a onesie eating night cheese. She's oh, like, yes. Working on the night cheese. Mm -hmm. She gets a, a knock on the door. It's Jack Donahue. Jack, what are you doing? It's three in the morning. He goes, I heard you singing night cheese. <laughs> I know you're up. I know you're up. So suddenly, night night pudding is a thing here. Working yeah. on the night pudding. Were you talking about your little fox there? I was going to talk about the little fox there. Thank you what very you much. Say? I was saying how much I, I was going to say how much I like it. I have here a little fox. He looks like an ornament. He looks kind of a little bit like a Christmas ornament. It's a little figurine. He opens of a, on the back. Uh, oh, there we go. A fox. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now that's that's a song I don't know. What is the fox? Who, who sings that song? I don't know who sings it. It was this like Yelvis? viral Yelvis. Yelvis, I think. Yelvis. See, yeah, it was this viral sensation for a while and just could not avoid it. Muggsy heard the crinkly cellophane opening and he naturally assumed it was a treat. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at the fox and he, oh, Muggsy wants to be working on the night fox. Mm -hmm. Eating mm, some night fox. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's a fox and he's holding a little uh, pouch, which could be a backpack or a briefcase. Cute. And he's got little wire glasses and he looks like me. Mm -hmm. so. He's very much in the style of like fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm -hmm. Yes. In a way. And this morning I was singing. I, I was, got it and I gave it to him and I said, this looks like my foxy husband. Oh, Thank you. So it looks like my husband, but foxy. Yes. Which is... <laughs> and not what I meant. He's got a little tummy on him, just I like me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just trying to put this bag on the table five different times, it kept falling off. <laughs> it was sticking to my finger. Ah. This reminds me of that song I was singing this morning. The what fox went out on the chilly night and he prayed for the moon to give him light. Did not hear you saying that. He at had all. many a mile to go that night before he reached the town. Oh, town. Oh, town. Oh, many a mile to go that night before he reached the town. Oh. And he, and he takes the old gray goose and sticks them on his back and then grabs some ducks with a quack, quack, quack. And he, Does he eat it all? Yeah, and the little ones shoot on the bones, though. That's my favorite part. He, he takes it back home. You know, everybody chases him out of the town. You know, the farmer goes, the fox is out on the town tonight. And they yeah. chase him. And they go home and they, um, you know, the fox and his wife, they never ate such a supper in their life. And the little ones chewed on the bones. Oh, bones, oh, bones. Oh. That's, that's my That's my favorite part of the song because you can see the little baby foxes like chewing on the bones. Garros. Did we have this on a jukebox? Because that sounds really familiar. I don't know. We might have. No, I don't know. That or I just, you know, have the same odd. It's an old, it's an old folk song. You may have heard it before too. It's an old English. You chew, uh, maybe you folk chewed song. on the bones. You yes. may have sung it in elementary school. Yeah. Chewing on the bones in elementary school. Oh yeah. man, we all sang right. all the United States. We sang about freedom. We sang all kinds of stuff in elementary <laughs> school. Weird shit. What did we sing? We sang. Uh, we sang all that stuff too. I mean, you know. American folk song, Woody Guthrie song, stuff like that. <laughs> we used to sing uh, folk song. Yeah, we, we well, a lot of folk singers. Did you play like an that. instrument in elementary school? I played the recorder for a while. Everybody played the recorder, yeah. right? And then I played yeah. the cello. And oh, I didn't oh. know you did that. Yeah, I was How very, old were you? I'm sure you were terrible at it because uh, I can see eight, your face. Eight or nine. Not because I don't think you have the ability, but because you made that face. We had to rent it, you know, like, and I had to learn how to I tune the cello. it. There was an apology in there. Yeah. And I... You know, it, I don't know what it is. It's like either either I daydream too much or I can't really concentrate on moving the fingers at the same time. I'm very bad playing okay. musical instruments. Yeah, but my you brain can sing really well. I can sing really well, and I can kind of I can kind of uh, fake my way through the ukulele. 
So if there is... You don't have to fake your way through the uke. You can play it. I can actually play the ukulele. Yeah, okay. you know several... Well, at least you know several chords on it. And I'm learning the Irish whistle. So there is that. So I have, you know, the Irish whistle and the ukulele. Real simple, non-threatening musical instruments. And like I play the harp or something like that. But my brother plays the guitar very well. So he's, mm -hmm. he does that. Um, Eli and Owen Lloyd want to start a ukulele band with the three of us. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be me introducing them to play the ukulele. Because they got ukuleles last... Uh, Hanukkah, mm -hmm. Christmas. Yeah, because Arlene Sorkin called you and said, where, where am I getting ukuleles for my children? Yeah, and where can you because get Because this right. is how Arlene talks when she calls and leaves messages on the machine. Hi, Paul. I need to get, I need, I need to get ukuleles for, for the boys and I need you to tell me where to get them and then I need you to get them and just drop them off where I can have Karen come and pick them up. But I need these ukuleles and I need them like yesterday. And I'll say, well, there's this oh, the fine Hawaiian calls. brand made out of koa wood and if you can order them and fine, if I can fine. wait a week. You know what? You no, no, no. Bring them, bring them now. Bring them now. Bring them now. I need them now. Now. So it's off to uh, a guitar center I go, or actually it went as far as the website. And I clicked on the guitar center website and it's like, okay, this is a good one, uh, 200, 300 bucks. Click, 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 click. They'll be, they'll be happy with this. Can you go pick them up? No, they'll deliver them. Okay. Okay. So that was fine. So they got the ukes for, uh, for Christmas last year. Very nice. Really good. And they're practicing and ukuleles are, are great. You can, you can play one of those with very little, very little effort. And, can you play ukulele lady? Uh, he does. I can. I can. Yeah, but I won't. Not today. We, we've, we've maxed out ukulele lady far, far. <laughs> yeah. I forgot we did that. <laughs> That's very funny. Actually, ukulele lady has a lot of, you know, kind of, kind of um, real quick chord changes. I'm not very good with corn cha chord changes. Corn, corn changes. Corn changes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm better Pretty off, you know. Like, good with changing corn. It's like... A, 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 D, 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 G, C, G. You know, that's about as complicated as I can get. When I, Which is unfortunate because I'm looking at, I have a book of really great old ukulele songs from the 20s and 30s and the, and the chord work on there is so fast and so I can't even, I can't even fake it. Mm -hmm. My hand starts aching before I... Uh, before I, I, I can, I can uh, do that. What was yeah, that? Yeah, that's what I had to That was my middle finger flipping off a shaman in Hearthstone. Well, I thought you were flipping off me. If I was flipping off you, it would have been faced in your direction. It was not. It was faced at the shaman. That's right. You did not do a cowardly uh, flip off to... Uh, no, I would go you, right in your you face. You go right in it. the face. Yeah, that does not... Uh, so, anything else to... You don't scare me. Huh? Anything else to discuss tonight? Nothing I can. I really don't think so. I, I've got this product line that's about to come out, but it's not out yet, so I can't really talk about it. I worked our tails off on a photo shoot. Um, I really don't know. I had a great meeting today with two pitching different... Pitching a new show? Well, I can't even talk about but that. But you can say you were pitching a new show. Yeah, but yeah. I can't you talk about with who this. or what or anything else. Mm -hmm. Or why or where. Or why or, or where. how. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, none of the W's. But most weeks around here, I'm pitching a show of some sort or mm -hmm. other, so... It's true. Yeah, but that's a weird thing. Most most everything I uh, I'm working on I can't talk about for about two years. Yeah, especially if if it is, and I'm not even saying it is, but if it is an animation project, it does take about two years to get it off the ground before it's out there. Well, yeah, and quite often you got to pitch it, then they got to buy it, then you develop it, then you write the scripts, and the scripts are recorded, then they're produced, and then they're out there finally. And there's the whole release strategy, you know, like okay, yeah. we're not going to announce this till such and such time. Let me tell this chum to go. It's just sitting there. But invariably, like, you'll be working on a project, and even though it's sort of like, okay, we're not making any announcement, we don't have any announcement, this project even exists for about six months. About two or three months into it, someone yaks. Someone, you know, somebody's hired on the project, says, oh, they're doing this new thing. 
And then, you know, little whispers start here and there. Can you confirm or deny? And then it's just shut up, shut up, shut up. And then eventually the announcement gets out there. Mm -hmm. And life is good. And then it's on to the next thing. Your opponent left. That's what I'm about to get here. Is that a fuse that's burning? It Something's going to blow that's up? Burning. Yeah, this this guy's turn is about to explode. Misty's playing Hearthstone. No, it's not. Uh, the shaman is not playing. I'm playing a guy named Trump. Oh. Donald? Probably. He probably got called away on very important business. We were going to use Rock. Donald Trump in a cartoon once. Didn't happen, unfortunately. Really? That that would have been a great cartoon. It was. Um, this was like six, seven years ago. Warner Premiere was going to make a Top Cat animated cartoon. Oh yeah. And um, weren't they working on a Top Cat something else not too long ago? Well, actually, they did. You know, here's the thing. Top did Cat, it ever come out? It did. Yeah. Top Cat on is Netflix. very popular in South America, in, right? Yeah, in Mexico. And they call him Don Gato there. And yeah. they did, an, they licensed the Hanna-Barbera look of the characters and they produced their own Top Cat movie. It was produced in Mexico, released it very well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's available here. It's on Netflix, watch now, right now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And with probably dubbed into English yeah. and everything like that. But before they did that, this was back when Linda Steiner was over at Warner's, we pitched her the idea of doing some Top Cat stuff. Yeah, and, we did. And... Um, and one of the things was, and the, the angle we came up with, it was Top Cat versus Donald Trump for New York. You know, it was like winner take all. They, they, nice. Somehow this, this ancient deed giving control of Manhattan Island fell into Top Cat's paws. And whoever <laughs> had this document could lay claim to the city. And so Top Cat was going to run it. And then Donald Trump was going to, you know... Uh, be the villain and it was really going to be Donald Trump and he was going to you know be after him and everything and and we had actually pitched it to to Trump's people and the word came back that Donald liked the idea a lot but he was pretty insistent that at the end of the movie he be revealed as a good guy that he and Top Cat weren't enemies like you know uh -oh. like so he I doesn't like, want to be a bad guy throughout it well could we I said could we do like a Christmas Carol thing where he appears to be this sort of thing but at the end he his throws a heart yeah, yeah you know he and Top Cat actually team up yeah. and and then they they both kind of bring out you know the better nature of each other and I, and I had no problem with that I actually thought that was a funny way to go yeah and um and uh and he he liked it but then again uh it just it was one of those ideas that. There's so many stuff, so many things that you pitch, and they just never gain any traction. And uh, and uh, Top Cat is still a character that that people, you know, like a lot. I Tom, still like him. Tom Kenny does a fen phenomenal Top Cat voice. Tom Kenny oh, does yeah. a phenomenal lot of things. He does. Indeed. He really does. He is a very, very, very talented dude who genuinely has always loved those characters. Him and Billy West, both yes. of them, uh -huh. have always loved those characters, and they emulated them when they were little guys, and now they can do them with grace and ease and they really get what's going on there and so they have developed a level of proficiency uh -huh. in artistry joe alasky's really good joe alasky's wonderful yeah uh tom's a new voice of bullwinkle oh he is yeah i think oh, wow. i knew that actually he's in those geico commercials as bullwinkle moose oh, oh wow good for him. it's pretty good yeah nice yeah. i bet he's very proud well i hope so At least he should be yeah He's the workingest guy in show business. It's uh, well, I don't know about that. Well, he's, he's one of them. Yeah, he's got some pretty high-profile projects for sure. He's yeah. on Clarence. He's on uh, SpongeBob, of course. SpongeBob. He's in uh, what's the Adventure uh, Time? That's the one I was trying to think of. Oh, Adventure Time. Yeah, he's, he's wonderful as the Ice King. Yeah, yeah. and he's our Doctor Octopus on Spider-Man, uh -huh. Ultimate Spider-Man, and the Vulture, and yeah. a bunch of 
a bunch of really terrific characters. Yeah, yep. in fact, nearly everything we watch, there's at least one voice done by Tom Kenny at some point. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. probably got... You know, it's funny, because you, when you're setting, like, professional goals and stuff for yourself, you go, how many... Because I had five sessions last week. Yeah. How many is enough? You know, like, that's a pretty good production week. Mm -hmm. And actually, I had seven, if you count the one I had at 3 o'clock. Oh, the yeah. For WRDQ, yeah. and uh -huh. then another one, because I have an affiliate. Uh, hello, John Chadwick, mm -hmm. where John Chadwick lives. I do the, like, news spots and stuff. Down in Orlando, Orlando, yeah. Orlando mm -hmm. uh, news. So it's it's like, how many is enough? You know, like, when will I feel like I've arrived? Because a week with five sessions, for someone who's only been in voiceover, like, three years is pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, I, should we go out and celebrate? No, not yet. I'm not quite there yet. And it's like, well, when are you going to be quite there? But it's really funny. If you talk to someone like Tom Kenny, he'll tell you, well, I'm very happy and I'm very grateful for everything I have, but I would love to break into blah, blah, blah. And I'd love to stretch myself this way. Yeah. And I think that's why he's so good at what he does is because he really is never happy. And I don't mean well, I, he's maybe happy. not. It never happened, but, I mean he's but not happy. you know, there's always he's another satisfied. rainbow. Yeah. Never satisfied. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he had a Western swing band for a while. Yes, he did. And wow. uh, we see him at every Riders in the Sky show. Yes, we do. And that's we have that great picture of us all standing with uh, the Riders. At yes, the, we have the Christmas show in Santa Clarita this last year. That was mm -hmm. terrific. Yeah, they they every time they come to town, they call Paul and they call Tom. Wow. And I was like, well, if you're into animation, those are the two guys that kind of call. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I had you fun know? working with them in animation. They're, they're a great band. They really harken back to like Roy Rogers and the Sons of the Pioneers yeah. singing totally. like, the Pecos Bill song for yep. Walt Disney and stuff. Um, when we, we told the, we must have told the Tom Kenny and the Bag of SpongeBob doll story on, this, on the podcast, haven't we? I don't think so. It's a good one. You should. That, that's one of my favorite stories as, as I was talking to Tom. This is a few years back. Tom about the, the success of Spongebob and, you know, happy for him and everything. Spongebob's everywhere. And he says, it get, he, he's, he, was, he told me it gets a little surreal sometimes. And he said, uh, like, Christmas I was taking a, a, a big, huge bag of Spongebob talking toys to a, like a Toys for Tots event. Mm -hmm. He was coming down through the canyons, and the and the car was taking all these bumps. <laughs> and every time they bumped, all the SpongeBob's would go. Ah, ah. Oh my god! So he's it's driving this real So he can't. He's driving this car over the canyons. All these SpongeBob's are laughing at him, and and then he said, "And I swear, I heard one of them say, you're living a lie, Tom. I'm the reality, not you.'" Oh, man. This is pretty good. <laughs> That's like a Twilight Zone moment. That's it like a Tom is, and Tina yeah. moment. Just by the end of it, he's just crying in the car. <laughs> Make it stop. Move over, Tom. I'll drive. <laughs> no, actually, it's like that Twilight Zone about the... The dummy that, that switches places with the <laughs> yeah. ventriloquist. Yeah, that's creepy. We oh. saw that one the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's here? Pete. Yeah. Weren't you watching it with yeah, Pete? Yeah, yeah. Was we it Pete? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was somebody. Yeah. It was Pete. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a while back. Yeah, we were watching Twilight Zone episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Was it Calla? Might have been Calla. Calla. Yeah, it was Calla. Calla. I think because you wouldn't have shown that to Pete. Yeah, you, you would have dug it though. He's I didn't a... say Pete couldn't handle it. I just said you probably. Yeah, have shown probably it. didn't. Yeah, you know, I think I think Cal. You know, we were watching I think it Twilight was Cal. Zone. Yeah. Yeah, good old Twilight Zone. Yep. Um. What else? Are we done? Let's be done. Yeah, we're done. It's boring. Not boring. We had a good time. What, we talked about uh, pizza in the disposal and uh, uh, by mom. Yeah, let's talk about that some more. Uh, um, I need the handyman's phone number. Uh, why? Well, pizza. 
Okay. Well, we need new disposal. All right, Rashi, what's coming out of your allowance? What do we? What what kind of allowance do we give him? He doesn't get an allowance. Oh, I see him with money. I'll tell you what I'm allowed is a new disposal. Okay. All right. Stuff stuff down it. And on that note, folks, we will see you next week. We will. Thank you for listening all the way through. I can't believe you did. Bye. This has been another episode of Radio Rashi. If you've enjoyed this episode, let everyone know by leaving a review in the iTunes store. It's a great way to help others find us. You can also leave comments on RadioRashi.com, Facebook.com forward slash Radio Rashi, or follow us on Twitter at Radio Rashi or at Paul underscore Dini to leave us questions. Thanks for listening and tell your friends. Thank you.